Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, host of Dynasty Game Night. My co-host John Bosch and I created this podcast for one reason, to focus on fun. After all, fun is the reason we all started playing fantasy football in the first place. I love games of all sorts, card games, board games, video games, really any kind of game you can think of. So one day, John and I decided it was time for a podcast where we just play games. You might learn something along the way, but you won't find much hard-hitting analysis here. Check out all the other incredible podcasts DLF has to offer for that sort of thing. On Dynasty Game Night, our primary focus is to entertain. So if you like playing games or watching game shows, this might just be the podcast for you. We'd love for you to give it a listen and play along with the contestants and maybe even win a chance to be on the show. SFD Super Flex Dude here, going one on one with the man bun, one on one with the bun. I don't know which which is better, which works better. Uh, one one o bun, <laughs> one on bun, one o bun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I get I I get the uh, the extreme pleasure here of uh, talking one on one with my man G's. Gabe Gearing at FF Man Bun, uh, also known as Rook's Dad, and uh, you were you were on just a few weeks ago. Your your first time on the Superflex Super Show. I was supposed to be there uh, going Super Six with you, and then uh, I ended up missing that episode because of my own work and have been just at, on tilt. To be honest, like that's one of the few times I've been tilting over a podcast episode. Um, and the fact that I missed that one, even though I, I, I think I got a decent consolation prize. I got your, uh, your partner the very next night, J Mike. But, uh, the fact that I missed a chance to talk with you and, and not only that, you taught the guys, the, 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 the hosts of the Superflex super show, how to do super six. Like you stole that show, man. So it was uh, too easy. <laughs> I mean, they, they gave, they left it open for me with the, with the Scots, you know, um, I I kept thinking about some too later on and, and they, they had some great replacements, but yeah, I mean, scotch, scotch. Yeah. So easy. So easy. (laughs) Like you only had to add a couple letters onto it and it's done. (laughs) Didn't you have a, like a, I'm trying to remember. I think there was a, a particular kind of scotch too. (laughs) <laughs> or something yeah uh shout out to scott fish another scott and because he, he he taught me how to um correctly um enunciate the his favorite kind of scotch the balvaney and uh yeah so, that's the one <laughs> i couldn't believe i like i st- i eat to this day i feel like he's still trolling me on that <laughs> particular <laughs> <laughs> verbiage but I'm, I'm gonna let him fly and i'm just gonna keep spreading the word of the balvaney <laughs> <laughs> i know here we are two grown-ass men one a business owner one uh the uh, the the keeper of um you're you're solely responsible for the lives of of you know the entire uh, an entire generation of children 
Um, not to mention now, like on a 24 hour basis. Um, <laughs> and yet we still cannot say Balvaney without giggling. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like we can just yeah. laugh about things that are just, you know, objectively funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some things yeah. just don't get old, man. That's right. I mean, Balvaney's might, but. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I like I didn't even I didn't even plan for for that one to just kind of creep back into my consciousness and just take over. <laughs> <laughs> but there it is. But yeah, I mean, it, so I've been I've been looking forward to this for a while and really appreciate you coming on. Um, the thing is we don't really have anything to talk about because you and I are at opposite extremes on, on a very, very critical issue yeah. of show sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> I can't live without them. You can't handle them. So my thought was, uh, we're going to make a compromise here. Okay. We're going to, this episode, we're going to create a show sheet. Oh. A fantasy football show. <laughs> and here's the thing, man, because as we create this thing, like it, it, once the show sheet is created, then the episode's over. You don't have to use it. You don't have to ever look at it again. You're just done with it. So we're going to create these talking points as we go. And then at the end, I'll have the comfort of, looking back and saying, Hey, we had a show sheet for that episode. It didn't show up until, you know, somewhere around the 59 minute mark, but we had a show sheet and you get to say, I went on the super flex, super show with a super flex dude, the, the, you know, the Mr. Militant show sheet guy <laughs> and talked for an hour without a show sheet before we finally pulled up a show sheet. And then as soon as we did, I bounced. <laughs> Um, I'm frightened and I'm also <laughs> wondering what your storage looks like on like a, a Google on Google drive for all the Google docs you've created in show sheets. And then I'm also wondering where is our third person keeping the minutes on this show sheet so that we have an actual record that it did in fact exist. Oh man, that one's a good point. Uh, as far as my, yeah, my, my Google sheets, it's just that thing's out of control. Um, you scroll for hours and you'll never find the bottom, but, uh, yeah, we, I guess this is kind of our public record. The fact that this is recorded, but, uh, I mean, we're not on video, obviously no one can see us. There's, there's no real evidence that this exists. Um, Much like yeah, the chat the, on the open bar. I love it. Let's ride. Perfect. I knew that I knew that you would be on board with this, at least uh, on some level. Like I, I knew that this would be a, enough of a compromise that I, I felt like you could probably deal with this. Yes, um, <laughs> I, I'm uncomfortable, but um, <laughs> so am I. That's the, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I'm comfortable with is uncomfortable uncomfortability. So. That's right. That's how a podcast is done, by the yeah, way. Yeah, dog. So I mean, we can and and we can 
talk about buys and sells and sleepers and busts and all the, you know, the generic fantasy football stuff. We can talk about, uh, you know, actual actual NFL talking points. We can uh, we can even bring in some some listener trades, whatever we want to put on this show sheet. This is going to be ultimately if, if you were to look at this show sheet uh, once it's fully created you would think, man, this was this was just like the most generic fantasy football episode ever. But the truth is, this is actually this is groundbreaking right here. This is this is the way to do a show sheet is to build it as you go. I mean, it, like kind of like the whole jump off the cliff and then and then build your airplane on the way down. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> That's what we're doing, and I think I I I don't know. Just this is just me, but I think this is going to be historic. It's an incredibly efficient use of time. <laughs> I mean, just just think of all the hours that you could have wasted last night preparing for this show, but instead, you know, we're we're scrambling to to reach the the uh, I don't know what you what do you call it, the stick on the plane that lifts it up (laughs) we're all scrambling to like reach the front of the plane and like lift it up so that we can stay above ground um sorry sorry for any pilots out there that i just called your like main source of controlling a plane a little stick thing (laughs) yeah well they can they can correct us if they feel the need but um or i mean i could just turn it around on you and point out that uh, in your in your day job, you make a show sheet every day. I, I assume that's why. And I, I know it's not called that. That's uh, that's that's my uh, retribution to you there, I guess. But maybe that's why that's your issue with show sheets is the fact that you rely on them so much in your daily life that you don't want that structure outside of it. That's fair. That's a good point. Um, I, I will say as far as my show sheets go in school, um, it, it is more of just like an outline and, and, you know, show sheets can be the same way, but I mean, I, the things that I come up with, I don't remember the next day, you know, from the previous period, like I, some things just click like that. <laughs> and, um, and so I, 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 uh, I love, the ability to, you know, improvise, uh, in whatever that I'm doing, you know, whether it be this, this, um, podcasting, whatever. And that's why, you know, I'm so comfortable in the open bar. I think just to be able to, um, share that improvisation with, with everyone, you know, in a, in a fantasy football world. So, yeah, but that, that's the other thing. I mean, you're one of the best at that. So, you don't need a show sheet the way the rest of us do. So <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I'm just, <laughs> I, I continue to, to challenge myself to be able to um, make it not seem awkward, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, when you, I, now I'm really curious about your process for writing <laughs> and I'm going to keep calling it a, a, a show sheet, even yes, though please do. Like, instead of a lesson plan, I, I think I just want to call it a show sheet if that's okay. I mean, let me know if that's offensive. I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> I can, I can try and uh, reprogram it, but um, I like the idea of, of uh, you calling it a show sheet too. 
uh, when you go into class. So, so what, ha, I don't know what, what, where do you start when you, when you make your, uh, your classroom show, your school show sheet? I mean, you, you have to absolutely, you know, lawfully, uh, <laughs> stick, <laughs> stick to standards. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I know I have this to actually, tough. Yeah, you you have to say that I guess so that I can keep my job. But so there <laughs> so there are technically requirements. It's just a matter of how you um, approach those requirements. Um, you know, and the idea is to keep people guessing that they don't like they know they know what's coming in, in terms of an idea but they don't know how we're going to get there. And I think I, I, you know, I find that super interesting um, in teaching or in podcasting is that like, okay, yeah, we look, we're, we're doing a podcast show of uh, how to make a show sheet along the way. Like, okay, that's, we, we announced that at the beginning of the podcast, but they have no idea, you know, how we're going to, get to that uh end goal and nice. i don't think we do either obviously but. <laughs> yeah no we have no idea <laughs> and so uh, keep guessing because <laughs> that's what we're doing too yeah so obviously there's a goal you know and and i think that's important on all facets of any game but uh or career and but uh to, to keep people guessing and and sometimes yourself a little bit makes it a whole lot more fun nice yeah. So yeah. So we covered that part. Um, I'll, I think all we're missing are the the legalities, which <laughs> I don't know. It's like uh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey is your first right. overall pick in your startup. Yeah, are, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We, we need you to uh, profess your love for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. At least yep, once. <laughs> that's that's a definite requirement. <laughs> um. Yeah. And beyond that, it's, it's like, I mean, pay homage to the, the outliers from 2019, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas. Yep. And yeah, those guys are just going to do what they did in 2019. They're going to do it in 2020 and they're going to do it every year from, from now until eternity, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So paid some bills there, uh, avoided some jail time, avoided some fines. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, 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 got i was told yesterday uh gtfho gtfoh yeah oh, whichever yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah i'm always bad with those acronyms um uh over over i pointed out that aaron Rodgers has really never had great wide receivers and he's made some really pretty mediocre wide receivers into absolute stars or into well not stars necessarily but you know for fantasy purposes he turned he turned james jones jordy nelson randall cobb he made those guys into wide receiver ones for fantasy purposes and uh i i just i i don't know i mean you look around that roster now like the the big knock is yeah they didn't go get any wide receivers for him they didn't get any new weapons excuse me Devin Hunter. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. They, yeah, they did. They got him. They got um, you know, they they replaced Jimmy Graham with Devin Funches. Now we've got we've got more red zone firepower now. 
to go along with Alan Lazard, very similar build. Um, you got the speed with uh, MVS and Equinemius St. Brown. I don't know, man. Like, are any of those guys like categorically worse than James Jones? I don't. I don't see it. it it's hard to uh, make that assessment and for you know a lot of people i think in general but mm-hmm. uh until it actually comes to fruition you know <laughs> and then yeah. you can you know obviously reflect and say i told you so <laughs> um but it but it, i do find it interesting that he would has been unable to kind of propel any of these wide receivers to that wide receiver two wide receiver one status mm-hmm. recently you know Devonte adams is obviously kind of the lone star here yeah. Um, and, and we haven't seen it from any of those other receivers that you just mentioned. I, I think the closest thing that we've come to is Lazard last year. Mm-hmm. And, and, but we, I mean, at, I remember at the beginning of the year last year, we were, you know, going in, into a duel of Geronimo Allison versus <laughs> MVS and who's going to be the guy, the number two guy, as if there needed to be a number two guy, as if we're required to have a number two guy for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But the potential reality of it is, is that the coaching changed last year and, yeah. and it might, it, it's entirely possible that this could be transitioning into a more run heavy offense, especially mm-hmm. with drafting AJ Dillon in the second round. So I'm like, yeah, th- those you're, you're not, you're not giving up a lot to go ahead and take uh, throw a dart on one of those wide receiver twos. I'm totally fine with it, but I'm also okay missing on that because I'm, I'm of the belief that Devonte Adams is that dude. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and that's kind of the 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 whole thing you know when you do look back at his his wide receivers in the past you know you you it it took a while for Jordy Nelson you know to to develop into that and, and a big part of that is you know he had Greg Jennings ahead of him for you know for the first few years of his career and then you know, same thing with James Jones. It, I it was something like a fourth, fifth year breakout, something like that. I mean, it might have even been later than that. He was, he went on to the Raiders, and I mean, maybe played another two or three years, something like that. It, he wasn't around very long. Randall Cobb. It took him a little bit of time too, but you know, the the all of these guys ended up stepping up when they didn't have that alpha. You know every single one of these guys ended up being the guy when they, when they didn't have the guy. And right now they've got the guy, they've got Devonte Adams. So everything else is just kind of like, that's the thing that a few people missed <laughs> with that tweet that, that uh, set so many people off yesterday is that I'm not advocating for the wide receivers. I'm not advocating, you know, I think, I think Funches, like you, you know, you mentioned Funches. He could definitely be a red zone type of threat. Lazard seems like a chain mover. MVS seems like the deep guy. It's it all of this, and then you know, don't forget Jake Kumaro uh, with the occasional, you know, he he's just kind of a he's like their hail mary guy <laughs> right now. Or something. I don't even know. So that's like, like they, everyone's Jeff Janis. It seems these days. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And 
you know, the like uh, one of these guys is going to have a, a game for you, you know, just about every week. But I wouldn't want to try and guess who it's going to be. You know, it's just it's it's kind of like the Patriots running back situation has always been. It's it's that there's, you know, production in the aggregate. It's not that any one of these guys is necessarily going to be the guy. So, you know, but but to me, what that translates into, first of all, you've got three years of continuity with every single one of these guys with Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, you you've you just have you know, a, a deep enough and versatile enough group that, you know, beyond Devonte Adams, there's not necessarily going to be anyone who's consistently fantasy relevant, but it all just kind of adds up into, you know, Aaron Rodgers totals, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and I should really speak more on, on, uh, the, the idea of getting more into the running game isn't necessarily like between the twenties. It, it seems like it's actually more in the red zone because, yeah. you know, Aaron Jones had so many touchdowns last year and you'd, you know, probably project his statistics to regress. But like I said, they drafted AJ Dillon, who is going to be perfect for that role in the red zone. So I just wonder like, the, the attempts are still there for Aaron Rodgers. The yards are relatively still there, but mm-hmm. it, it's more of it kind of seems the touchdowns and just yeah. having having that go to wide receiver too. Because when when they had those you know duos of whatever whoever you want to say, those guys were getting all the targets. It wasn't really going anywhere else. They were they were kind of complementary pieces, and it, and it seems like he just has like six complimentary pieces and then Devonte adams <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah it's like I, yeah i don't know i don't know no i agree and and i mean and that's to me that's part of the appeal of aaron Rodgers. is it that there are so many complimentary pieces like that's that i i think i i, I was gonna say that's that's part of what we like about Car- kyler murray uh the truth is his adp shot up because he got deandre hopkins Um, but to me, it's, it's the fact that, you know, Kyler Murray has a lot of different places to go with the football. And I think Aaron Rodgers kind of has that too. Um, there's also, man, it like, so I, I, I kind of adopted this theory because of Aaron Rodgers that, uh, you know, as, as much as we say, you know, uh, like, Splash plays, not really sticky. You know, they're they're not uh, they're not predictable. I feel like one yard touchdown plunges are the exact same thing. Like that's yeah. it, you know, and in Aaron Rod- or Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, they had a lot of that. And like, I, I mean, you think about like what it takes <laughs> to get within it within a yard of the goal line you know, consistently, like, I mean, it it all, honestly, like basically it means you got tackled at the one yard line or, you know, a PI in the end zone. Yeah. And and I think that a lot of the, several of those things occurred for Aaron Rodgers that, and so Jacob Rickroad pointed out that Aaron Rodgers was four touchdown passes away from being the quarterback six overall. Uh, in uh in 2019 
And I mean, so first of all, Devontae Adams missed four games. But again, I mean, you look at the touchdown production that those running backs had and you're just, I, I don't know. I'm just like, man, if it, it, it just four of those plays, you know, whether it's a, it, maybe it was a PI in the end zone, maybe like instead that cat, that pass is caught four times. And we're talking, <laughs> I, I don't see how anybody debates the idea that Aaron Rodgers is headed for another QB one season, considering he's been top six, you know, every, every year of his career. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that that is, or I don't think that's a a logical assessment for anyone to say that he's not going to be a QB one. It's just Mm -hmm. the fact that it might not be elite. And, and I, and I think that's, you know, largely due to the fact of, of the touchdowns. And those are just so wishy-washy and it's <laughs> going to be really, really tough to, uh, to hit on those. And, and as far as like the personnel that they ran last year, um, with the new coaching scheme that they, they were like straight average across the board, right. as far as like the, the sets, they were three wide receiver sets, 60% of the time, two wide receiver sets, 20% of the time, um, or excuse me, 32% of the time. So, um, between you know whether there were two running backs or one running back but uh so the the wide receivers are out there you know yeah. that that second wide receiver is out there um but it's just it, it's hard to explain what it is exactly because we've only seen one year of this like think about how long we had that relationship of a Mike McCarthy ran offense and now we're just like completely flipped 180 and trying to figure out what this is going to be for the next five, six, seven, eight years. If you know, he, he st- stays around that long. Yeah. Um, so it's tough. It's, it's tough to assess, but I, I think just purely off of Aaron Rodgers talent, he's a lock for a, at least a back end QB one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that feels, that definitely feels like, the floor to me and yeah yeah, like you said i mean it it feel it just feels like so much of it was just kind of game script dependent it's not that they're taking the ball out of his hands it's just that yeah it's it was very circumstantial um but so you mentioned mike mccarthy uh the next guy that i think should go on this show sheet is his his new quarterback dakota johnson prescott is that is that is that it <laughs> is, is is that is, is he, he was uh he was the the protagonist in uh 50 shades of gray she she was the you would call her the protagonist right oh we're we're getting dakota, into that dakota johnson 50 shades of gray huh yeah i guess so i get it i, guess I get so. it with the, the we gray never, we know? never <laughs> i guess they consider it silver depending on who you're talking to but that's right. right. We, we didn't know where this show sheet's going. We, <laughs> we, we've got a goal in mind and we have no idea how we're going to get there. And it's apparently so far, I like it. Super, yeah. Super flexy. Yeah. Yeah. I, would you call her the protagonist? I feel like you're kind of rooting for her, right? Yeah. You're kind of rooting for him. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's just that Dak is so like quiet and not really like, you know, 
he doesn't have much personality it seems yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's hard to like put put him as like the main character of this of this <laughs> show or this franchise or uh whatever this this shade of gray um <laughs> it appears that we're just throwing shade on him uh, <laughs> instead but in a very unique just, way by the way yeah he's just he's just not a jerk though he's just so boring and he just is good at football and good at being a quarterback i think that's what he needs to do is is start like um having some tirades and uh that usually yeah. gets him paid you know it got zeke paid so yeah, go hang out on the beach while yeah. everybody's playing football. That that worked apparently. So, yeah, do that. That is, it 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 is so interesting because so, there's there's a part of me, you know, just to go back to Aaron Rodgers for just a second. Of course, <laughs> everything comes back to Aaron Rodgers, um, the the real protagonist uh, in all of this. Um. But I like I there is there is a small curiosity for me. You know, you you mentioned the the you know the long-term partnership between Rogers and Mike McCarthy. There's a part of me that has to wonder, like, how much of this was Aaron Rodgers? Because again, you know, with with Mike McCarthy there, Aaron Rodgers never failed to finish below quarterback six overall for fantasy purposes. And in fact, every healthy season that is. And in fact, Mike McCarthy's last season was uh, Aaron Rodgers finishes QB six, the worst finish of his career. Before that, every time he stayed healthy, he was a top two fantasy quarterback. It's freaking crazy. And I can't help but wonder how much of that was Aaron Rodgers? How much of that was Mike McCarthy? And like, it feels like there's a little bit of a hedge there um, for, you know, for us, Aaron Rodgers truthers, which is to say, you know, I, I want Aaron Rodgers on my dynasty team, but you know, just in case it wasn't him, maybe I go out and get Dak Prescott and get, you know, the new Aaron Rodgers. Monkey knife fight is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site on the planet. And MKF is giving you free money and free Dynasty football content with your initial deposit. Are you ready to rumble? Open a new account with a minimum $10 deposit to MKF and you'll receive a free DynastyLeagueFootball.com annual premium membership. This offer is also good to extend your current DLF annual membership by one year. Monkey Knife Fight will also match your initial deposit amount, doubling your bankroll up to a maximum of $50. Featuring football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, eSports, prop bets, and more, you'll find plenty of entertaining contest options, even in these uncertain times. Monkey Knife Fight provides DFS games with no salary caps, so if you correctly predict the outcome, you're guaranteed to win. And there are no sharks, no professionals, to prevent you from claiming your prize. At MKF, you will not get algorithmed by the top 1% who dominate other fantasy sites. So check out the new and improved DFS and prop bet experience. Claim your deposit match and your free DynastyLeagueFootball.com premium membership all at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. The problem, of course, being does Mike McCarthy actually like Dak Prescott? <laughs> Do the Cowboys actually want to keep Dak Prescott? That's... that's... <sighs> 
that's that's the whole riddle right now, I guess, with uh, with Dakota Johnson Prescott is 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 he actually going to be a long term the long term quarterback for this team? Like, have they seen enough from him? Um, or you know, and and I guess my question to you is like, what did what would he have to do this year to uh, to you know to earn that job? earn the contract that he's looking for well first of all i want to say that uh i'm on uh pro football reference right now and i'm seeing his name as rain dakota prescott whoa his first name is rain and his middle name is dakota man rain is kind of better right like yeah that is a fire first name yeah that's incredible man and like it also, it still fits for the Fifty Shades of Grey theme. Like that's a total porn night, porn star name. <laughs> I, think, I think that might be the problem. <laughs> Is oh, that yeah. Rain Prescott sounds more <laughs> like the, the porno name, whereas Dak Prescott rolls off the tongue, um, <laughs> if you will, a little better as a quarterback. <laughs> Especially one who doesn't seem to want attention. <laughs> right it's like yeah. what's the what's the most boring part of my name <laughs> dakota ah that's still a little like i all of a sudden i've got you know extra support from uh the from two more states in the in the mm-hmm. in the u.s so yeah let's just dakota fanning yeah <laughs> yeah yeah be, be portrayed as, as a little girl for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he had to even trim that down to yeah. like, just to, just to the sound of like, a, like a, one of those, those, uh, like a slime ball, just like hitting it, like a, throwing it against the wall, the sound that it makes. And <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, I guess the other, the other option would have been Coda, I guess. And that's kind of cool Ooh. still. So I don't know. I, I take Dak over Coda. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I'd also take Rain over both of those. So yeah, easily, easily. Rain Prescott from yep. now on. Yeah. R A Y N E. There it is. Just so you know, for you listeners out there, um, that okay. I think it's so <laughs> it's so it's so interesting how many names we don't know. I, I swear this I happens at least once a week on podcasts where you're like looking <laughs> on Pro Football Reference and they're like, oh. Actually, his name is not Tom. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Tom is short for, and it, it, like the, it's just like the longest, like, yeah, like African sounding name or something. Oh, yeah. Bra- it, but Brady is still his last name, by the way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, okay. Dak. Um, he's, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Um, just looking at Aaron Rodgers versus Dak last year, they, I think they threw like the exact, um, um, same amount of time. Oh no, they didn't that 69 and 96, 596, 569. Um, so Dak threw the ball a little bit more, a little more accurate, more yards, more touchdowns, far more yards, by the way. So, um, yeah, he had a lot of like, of those, Last year looked a lot like one of Aaron Rodgers' years where, you know, Jordy Nelson had like 80-yard touchdowns and James Jones had 80-yard touchdowns and like everyone got those. But And, you know, in comparison to Cooper and, and Gallup last year, 
Um, so what does Dak have to do to get paid next year? Probably just like continue to play. Like I, I, I don't, I don't see, I really, really do not see Jerry letting him go. He, Dak is better than he, he's a top 10 quarterback, like for football. Um, you can say what you want about fantasy. I think that's easily the case. I think top five for fantasy right now. And, but for football, like you, it's the, the, the league is so centered around that. I have no idea why they want to, uh, let that go. And I, I, they're going to figure out something. Um, I hope it's not a franchise tag situation, a perennial franchise tag situation. (laughs) I just think that's so awful for, for quarterbacks, but, or any player period, but, um, I don't know. I, I unless it's like tr- a truly abysmal season, like I, I don't see why he would not get paid next year. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, this this season. This this coronavirus thing is gonna. It just makes everything so difficult because on one hand, it's like where else are you gonna find a guy like that? like in, you know, in free agency in the draft, especially since he's probably going to play you, you know, at least close to the playoffs, you're going to be in contention if you don't actually get to the playoffs and make a run. So it's not like you're going to be in range of the, you know, the top rookie quarterbacks next year. Um, You know, that we do have some guys who are going to become free agents next year. Um you know, it's it's a f- still a fairly crowded free agent class uh, again next year. But I mean, none of them have the you know the 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 resume um, plus the youth of Dak Prescott. I mean, unless you unless you you know you feel okay with Andy Dalton or you think Jameis Winston is is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, which I don't I don't know very many executives who would make that call. Uh, at least not publicly, like <laughs> at least not say it out loud. <laughs> um, so, but the, the kind of the problem is, um, you know, I, I, I talked about this last week a little bit, but just the fact that we don't know what the salary cap is going to be. We don't know exactly what percentage of the salary cap you have to give him. I wonder if the, I, the like, that's the only thing I can think because, Otherwise, it's it's like, you know, what what exactly is your plan here if you're not going to sign him? If you're not going to, you know, to give him the long term contract, like, what's what's the what exactly is the plan? Because here's the problem. I mean, if Dwayne Haskins doesn't work out in Washington, and you let Dak Prescott walk. I, I mean, you're going to see him twice a year <laughs> throwing to Terry McLaurin all of a sudden, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't totally get it, but um, it, it makes things really challenging for fantasy purposes. And I guess I, I would also wonder like how safe you feel with Dak Prescott as your quarterback one in a super flex dynasty. Um, you know, certainly going into 2020, I mean, I think that we're, you you should be you should be pretty set there but you know if you take him you know at the end of the first round which is where his ADP is right now in in uh, Superflex Dynasty ADP 
how soon do you feel like you need to get your second quarterback to to you know just in just in case uh Dak Prescott you know is is kind of just in case he is on his way out of Dallas I guess even if he's on his way out of Dallas I mean teams are going to be foaming at the mouth to sign him to a contract i mean you you just don't get that type of qb in in free agency year <laughs> to year you just don't and i don't i don't know like the other you mentioned the other options next year i mean oh, philip rivers mm-hmm. Brissett, trubisky <laughs> fitzpatrick taylor like all of these are just bridge qbs they they they're made for moving around the league. Andy Dalton's a bridge QB, but Cincinnati didn't figure it out for ten years. So, <laughs> um, and no, Andy Dalton is not the solution in in Dallas either, unless they just want to you know creep their way into the playoffs and and lose in the first round. Um, yeah, I think I think they commit to Dak, and I I would commit to Dak still in a dynasty league. Um, it, it's it is a steep price. That's because of his last season it would have been great to do that last year when he was like qb what 10 11 12 or so um so now you're probably potentially even drafting at his ceiling or close to his ceiling like i don't think i don't see him putting up like mahomes or uh um lamar jackson numbers from from the previous two seasons um it's possible you know um but there's just not a lot of room to grow so um I'm comfortable with it though. That's for sure. Uh, and I, I'm not worried. Like I, I could wait for, for the next QB um, when it comes back around to me or whatever, like uh, that doesn't concern me really. So um, I, I am, I am curious about like the weapons in Dallas. Um, like, is that good for, could that be good for Andy Dalton or just any other quarterback? And um, we're, we're going to kind of find out, I guess this year uh, I, in our kind of comparison of Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott thing. I was, I was looking at ADP of all these wide receivers and it's just, it's just so funny to, to look at all of them. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the wide receiver four for, for Dallas being Randall Cobb is right there with the wide receiver two for the Packers. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Lazard, so it's just like it's so sad. I mean, what what Aaron Rodgers has to has to deal with, and and what Dak has to deal with. So as far as like, if Mike McCarthy is going to like Dak, like I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be hard for Dak to to fail this year. Yeah, yeah, I would think so too. I mean. Man, and it's just a matter of time before CD Lamb emerges as the best out of the entire group. Like it's, and, yeah, and the thing they're they're ready to win now. Yeah. I mean they they were ready to win last year with with their wide receiver core, and now they just added you know arguably the the best wide receiver in the class. Like they're ready. Yeah. Plus, people hate when I say shit like this, but I mean your 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 window with Ezekiel Elliott is closing fast like i know that he's got the long-term contract but i mean you you really have two more years of you know where you're where you're fully like financially committed and i still don't the the usage man it like it just gets to be 
it gets to be it, it just it catches up to these guys quick at the running back position. Like it's such a violent position. And you know, he's he's atypical for a you know for a fifth year running back. Uh first of all, he's only 24. Second of all, I mean he's built like a brick shit house, but also, you know, he's been on and off the field <laughs> um between, you know, suspensions, holdouts and and whatnot. So he's you know, he doesn't have quite the mileage that he would have, uh, you know, in, in most situations, like when, uh, you know, when guys like, um, uh, Dalvin cooks, a bad example, Leonard Fournette kind of, uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, when he gets to his fifth year, I mean, you're going to, you know, you're going to be close to, or you're going to be well over a thousand touches for his career, you know? Um, and, and it's, I it's going to be a pretty dicey proposition at that point. I think that, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is still getting close to that point and especially the type of runner he is kind of, you know, invites contact and, you know, a lot of between the tackles running, not a whole lot of, of getting tripped up in space. You know, that doesn't happen nearly as much for him as it does for guys like McCaffrey. So it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know how long you can really trust Ezekiel Elliott, you know, to, to continue to play at the level that he has. It's, I, I, I know that you don't necessarily want to base, you know, your, you know, the, the, kind of your your team goals around the running back <laughs> at least you shouldn't but i mean they, the contract they gave him kind of kind of dictates that a little bit kind of pot commits them a little bit yeah i mean th- this this is probably the the best opportunity to to dump zeke and it, and it certainly depends on your position for your team um if it's ready to compete i don't i'd I definitely want the right deal and the right production in return to make sure that I'm still in, you know, in a position to compete. But if I'm middle of the road or, you know, especially rebuilding, I'm ready to ship him. I mean, it's you. you, You're right. Like, when are we going to learn kind of thing? (laughs) You know, it's like Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. Yeah. You know, Devontae Freeman. Um, the, the last guy I can remember that's like still just trucking, um, to, to put up these, uh, perennial RB one seasons is Mark Ingram. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if, I don't think we have that in, uh, Zeke because he's getting far more work than Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's had the luxury of being, um, side by side to another running back, uh, in the saints and as well as a little bit to the Ravens, but even, you know, him, you can see it starting to wear on him a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like how, how, how easy is it to pick the diamond in the rough that's right. going to keep putting up those RB one numbers. And if you like, maybe it just depends on, on your type of, uh, philosophy in building your rosters. If you rather just ride that off into the sunset and take, take the risk of, of keeping that type of player on your roster, because sure you're going to score points, but for how long? And, um, you know, there's, there's certainly 
an idea of like, well, if I win, you know, once or twice, then if you're talking like money or whatever, then I'm good for the next five years and I can just, you know, rebuild from there, whatever. But yeah, come on, you you want to stay winning. Right. Yeah. That's that's okay. That I want to get away from player values for a second and just get into your super flex startup strategy based on that. I want like, to, I'm curious how, uh, how much you're, um, how much you go win now, how much, uh, you're, you're building for the future. And, um, I mean, maybe you've got a formula for both. I'm, I'm just kind of curious about your overall strategy for a super flex startup. I mean, wide receivers and, uh, quarterbacks, you know, <laughs> yeah, is is kind of gonna gonna hit for me on those first five, six, maybe even seven rounds. Um, I, I just don't. F- and then and then when you do eventually draft running backs, definitely draft young running backs. Don't draft older running backs like these guys. Kind of at the end of their uh, span, like like a Mark Ingram would be an example of. Don't draft Mark Ingram, because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there's it's it's incredible to look at a redraft like even like if it's redraft adp or redraft final finishes compared to like superflex adp we we are so dynasty minded you know a lot of us that we forget that we don't want to just look good on paper that we need players that are actually going to produce so get you know get your youth get your uh whatever but like dudes still have to produce and so for me i'm not i'm not as much like confident in my ability to uh um figure out who's going to be the the next breakout wide receiver the next breakout running back if i'm spending that um capital in the earlier rounds you know i learned that uh, the hard way when I first started playing dynasty, I drafted a lot of young guys between, you know, Kevin white and, uh, Doriel green Beckham in, in very early rounds. And I've just come to learn that that like either I was in a bad year <laughs> or, <laughs> or they, or my process was off or I'm picking the wrong guys. But, um, I, the the trend I found is that they were all young and they were all unproven. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take those unproven guys, but that's what the rookie drafts are for. I don't think we necessarily have to invest so much youth into a startup. A good balance is fine, and I think you should believe in your own takes, but to to kind of build that between rounds like three, four, five, six is <laughs> pretty cocky (laughs) (laughs) not even not even like confident it's just like you better hope that works out bucko (laughs) so i mean i I, i'm gonna need some like i'm not like i am not taking ceh like i i am not taking uh jonathan taylor like i'm not taking those guys that early i i would much rather take wide receivers earlier in those rounds i'd much rather take chris godwin i'd much rather take obj or juju um mike evans you know uh i'm not taking those running backs that early that is just it's such a huge risk 
for what you're potentially getting in return. Um, that is, that was one thing that I was, I was eventually going to talk to you about on this show is like my one idea that we can get to in, in a second of like what we, what we um, attribute to ADP and dynasty, like, cause it's pretty easy in redraft, you know, cause you get it for one season. You're like, okay, he's being drafted as wide receiver 12. Well, I want wide receiver 12 numbers or greater. So I, I just wonder, and we can talk about that after we get through my strategy or how you respond to my Hell yeah. um, logic and startups, or even if I've said anything, or if you want more from me, whatever, but <laughs> I'm just kind of like speaking off the top of my dome right now. So, um, but I, I am, I am curious about that um, with uh, how we value ADP and what it a- actually means to us in dynasty. Cause I, I feel like it's not accurate <laughs> right. a lot of the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, this is something that I, that I talk a lot about. I mean, the, the super flex theorem was actually born from exactly, you know, what you're, what you're saying. It's the fact that, you know, the, there's an inherent, inherent flaw in a startup draft, which is that there's no scarcity at quarterback, you know, they're, they're all available to you and people see that. And, you know, just kind of the, the psychology behind it is, yeah, I mean, I, like, I've got all these quarterbacks to choose from. I don't need to do it right now because they're, you know, they're all available. So I can, I can take the running back who I think is going to help me win right now. I can, you know, I can take those young stud wide receivers and, um, you know, build up this lineup and then later I'll get the quarterbacks. And the problem is like the more people take quarterbacks, the less they're, I, I, <laughs> this is extremely, an extremely obvious statement, but the more people draft quarterbacks, the less quarterbacks are available. <laughs> but the problem with that is like the more people draft quarterbacks in the startup, the less quarterbacks are available for the life of the freaking dynasty league. You know, it's not just, like you take these running backs and, you know, a lot of them are going to get, you're going to have to replace them again next year anyways. So it doesn't matter. It, it, you know, you, you kind of, you know, you, you kind of bite the bullet and take the, the running backs knowing that like, I need these guys to win. This is how I compete even, you know, even in year one, but the reality is next year I'm going to have to trade for some, I'm going to have to draft some in the rookie draft, whatever. Like a lot of these guys are, are just going to get replaced somehow, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to do that every single year, but with the quarterbacks, they don't, they hold down their job for a long time in the most cases, you know? And so like once they're on a roster, I mean, there's not a, a way to even get a piece of like the way we can kind of get a piece of, of different backfields right now. It's, you know, like the, the Patriot, we'll go back to the Patriots. It's like, you know, somebody took Sony Michelle in the startup. Somebody took James White in the startup. You could still, you know, Damian Harris is still fairly cheap. Like you can still get a piece of that backfield. And, you know, you might get something out at some point. He's probably going to be a starting running back for them, even if it's just for, you know, two or three weeks while Sony Michelle's hurt. But with at the quarterback position, you can't do that. They only have one quarterback on the field at a time. I, you know, you're, you, 
you can take somebody's backup and hope that the starter gets hurt. But that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the only path that you've got. So, you know, otherwise once these guys are gone, they're, they're gone. And ADP doesn't reflect that scarcity. You know, ADP doesn't reflect the fact that, you know, this is, this is a, this isn't a, a, a one-time draft without, you know, any kind of, you know, ripple effects. It doesn't reflect the fact that like now you're in a dynasty and you're in this super flex dynasty league and there are, there's, there's not really a way to get a quarterback anymore. Like that's it. And it is, I mean, it's, it's fatally flawed and that's, that's kind of, you know, one way that it's flawed, but um, they're among several, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. ADP is, um, I mean, I think that it can be a useful tool in terms of like trade values, um, market values, but like, even then, you know, that's that, like I said, that's why I use the super flex theorem where, you know, a quarterback gains an immense amount of value after the startup draft. Because, you know, now that scarcity kicks in. Now you don't have the entire pool of quarterbacks available. In fact, you don't have any quarterbacks available anymore. The only way to get quarterbacks is to trade for quarterbacks. Yep. And it, well, yeah, good luck trading for a quarterback. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's why ADP ends up, you know, if, if a quarterback gets drafted in the, the fourth round of your startup when, you know, when all the other quarterbacks are available, then, you know, the, the, the fourth round ADP doesn't hold up once the draft is over. I mean, part of, part of the thing is like, everybody thinks that it's, that it's the quarterbacks are overvalued. It's, it's not even that it's the, like, how do you trade away a quarterback? Like forget trading for a quarterback. How do you trade one away? You know, if and why would you? Unless yeah. for some reason you have, you know, loads of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which yeah, <laughs> which brings us to the uh the quarterback heavy approach. Um yeah. that's why I do it. I but I am curious about that with you. Uh, do you do you subscribe to it? Like what's a what what are some numbers of quarterbacks that you're comfortable with? Like minimum maximum that I would want like just quantity on my roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want, I want two starters for sure that are probably within the top 15 or so. And then after that, I'm kind of in um, not like dart mode, but like kind of like, okay, taking those guys uh, much later. Like I like, for example, um, I, I guess I could throw out like, I could draft, you know, Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford. Okay. Those are, those are guys I'm comfortable with that have been in top 15 forever. And I think we'll still be in top 15 for a while. Um, and then I'm going down to guys that are going to fill in and they have that potential to be something more like Minshew Bridgewater. Haskins, those are all guys certainly on my list. Um, Cam Newton is ridiculously cheap. I'm sure this ADP is going to have to bump up at some point. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
um, Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't mind taking a, a risk on something like that because um, he's going to be what your QB five or six or whatever at that point. And it, if Wentz gets hurt, which, you know, unfortunately he does often and, and he's, he's ready to, to step in and to um, potentially get the, the Drew Bledsoe treatment for Carson Wentz. Um, and, and, you know, there, there is that to talk about a little bit with, with QBs. It's not, it's not, you know, super necessarily easy to figure out which QBs are going to, uh, be valuable for, um, the foreseeable future. Um, I was just looking at 2017 ADP, uh, like top 10 guys. You got your boy, Aaron Rodgers, um, Andrew Luck. I don't think that's necessarily fair. It's hard to predict retirement. (laughs) Um, But Jameis Winston, Mariota, Derek Carr, um, all those guys pretty much got, I mean, Derek Carr is relevant of sorts. And I guess you could make a case for Winston and Mariota, but certainly not in the top 10, obviously. Um, Cam Newton, gone. Kirk Cousins, I think is still relevant. Uh, Drew Brees, not a guy you should be wanting to draft in Dynasty. Hopefully you just drafted him like, 10 years ago uh <laughs> Dak Prescott so I mean of these top 10 who are still top 10 you know Prescott Wilson and I guess maybe Rogers is close so that's not necessarily easy either but they're, they're if you see a tr- you can see a trend with the guys that have fallen out and and it's young guys that you t- that you took a risk on that were possibly still in their rookie contract. Like it, it's almost an idea, uh, uh, a theory um, to draft quarterbacks that are going into a second deal <laughs> that yeah. are going to be around for a long time. And that's kind of why I said Russell Wilson and, and Matthew Stafford, um, like. I'm I'm not comfortable drafting uh Lamar Jackson. Like I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm comfortable drafting Patrick Mahomes, and that's an easy choice for me every time. Um, I think Kyler Murray's AEP is way too high. Uh and, and maybe Dak Prescott's is too, because he isn't into that, you know, illustrious second contract yet. Um Josh Allen is QB eight which is insane to me. Like I I'm, I'm totally with you Hogue that, that QBs have value because they are going to be there for, you know, probably at least three, four five years, maybe more, but that's dependent on how good they are. We're already reaching that point of Josh Allen's career where he's not going to be good anymore. And <laughs> so I don't see why we would want to draft him as QB when, eight. When do we get to the point where he starts? <laughs> When do we Say get what? to that? When do we get to that point where he starts being good, Josh Allen? He's going to have to, you know, do better than sixty percent completion percentage and and fewer <laughs> interceptions and fewer turnovers and fewer weird lateral fumbles <laughs> from the middle of the field in a playoff game on a final drive. Like that, those are things that I need to see before I'm ready to commit. And to take him as QB eight is a massive, massive risk. Yeah. Yeah. What about running quarterbacks in general? Like, I mean, you mentioned several guys who are, you know, they're kind of known for their rushing upside. That's kind of the value for them in, in fantasy, you know, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. These are all guys that you just mentioned. 
as, you know, guys who you you're not particularly comfortable with, you know, primarily because of their, uh, you know, the 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 question marks long term, I guess. How much of that is I, I, I mean, is it strictly that you just don't see a, a second, you know, long term mega contract coming for those guys or does it have anything to do with the rushing? And like, you it's, know, the, I guess, in, inherent injury risk. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you can't ignore that. Yeah. You know, Russell Wilson is probably like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't like a running QB, but he certainly runs more than like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Russell Wilson is built around running the football as well. But he is like a, a unicorn as far as like not really getting injured and still has the ability to throw in the pocket, please unleash Russell Wilson, Seattle, please. (laughs) But I mean, as far as longevity goes, yeah, it's, it's an obvious answer that you're going to pick guys that stick in the pocket more often. Um, Are they going to score you more fantasy points? Probably not, but I think it's important to have a balance on your team long term in that sense you know like if you're going out there with lamar jackson and kyler murray that's great for your fantasy points this year next year but is it good in three years and and as you mentioned it's it's not terribly you know easy to sell quarterbacks and they're qb two and three right now like (laughs) yeah when is it going to get easy to sell these quarterbacks when they're cam newton Right. <laughs> why and why would you want to sell Cam Newton right now? Or or maybe you do because now he finally signed to a team and you've been waiting for that. But um and there's also I, I don't there's no like statistic to this. It's and I hate I hate like the do you even watch football? But it's like <laughs> I, I, I watch Carson Wentz, I watch Josh Allen run the ball as quarterbacks, and I don't think that they're good at it as far as um keeping your body uh, intact f- for the long term. I think Russell Wilson is really, really good at that. And there's something to be said about that. It, it's not a statistic. It's just something that you kind of see um, within a, a football player. Um, I've, 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 I'm sure I've mentioned before, uh, and this is round ball sports. I'm sorry to transition here, but <laughs> Derek Jeter is, you know, one of the greater shortstops of all time. Um, I think some people argue that, that he, he was mad that they went to the hall of fame or something, but <laughs> I think he's pretty decent. I think he yeah. had a really long career. I think that that was one of his best abilities is availability. And he literally has interviews where he would say that he didn't dive for certain balls because he knew that it's a 162 game season. He knows that he's in this for the long run and that his body's not going to hold up forever. And he's smart about that type of thing. So that type of knowledge, I I take that into account when I'm assessing these QBs. And when I see Russell Wilson, I think of Derek Jeter. Yeah, I like that. I so I used to, uh, you know, we we had a, a few glorious years here in Denver where uh, Peyton Manning came to town, and uh, um, watching him play quarterback was always really interesting to me. But like one of the most one of the most intriguing things that I ever saw from him um, that that really kind of stuck with me 
was actually the interceptions. <laughs> there were times where he would like he would throw an interception and just not even try to go tackle the guy. He was like, you know what? Uh, just just take it in. It gives me more time on the clock. Uh, I I know I can get those six points back. And above all else, you know, me taking off after you and trying to tackle, you know, this this like super fast uh, defensive back um, who has a ball in his hands is I I mean, it's just kind of a recipe for for disaster. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, just it, 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 it just it like it was a it was frustrating to a lot of people that he just, you know, he didn't even seem interested in making the tackle. Sometimes he seriously just didn't even run after him, didn't even try. But like, I don't know, just, just the, the discipline behind it, the thoughtfulness behind it, you know, I, I thought was really interesting. And yeah, you know, the guys who, who actually kind of defend themselves and take care of themselves and make sure that, you know, live to fight another day, that's, that is such an important part of long-term sustainability. So I, I really like that one. We also, you and I, I mean, we're, we're, so we're pretty low on time. Um, and I know that, uh, that Mr. Rook is probably due for another 20 minute nap. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we put him we put him down when this show started. We'll see how many how long it took for him to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> at, at what point of the show sheet? Yeah. <laughs> but you and I think think very uh very similarly in a lot of different ways. This is part of why I like talking with you so much. Like it is it is very similar analysis, which uh which is always fun for me I, especially after i was told to gtfoh <laughs> um <laughs> over aaron Rodgers yesterday um it's <laughs> yeah oh i'm here for you buddy uh you're the man i appreciate it um yeah i i mean so i knew this was going to be a fun one but i also just I, I mean in terms of just talking fantasy football Sometimes, sometimes it's nice to get on here with Stompy and just yell at each other for the entire episode uh, because we agree on almost nothing. But every now and then, it's also nice to to talk with someone who actually thinks like you do. And uh, to me, like you're you're my fantasy mind doppelganger. Mm. So uh, yeah, so I, I I'm really glad that we had this opportunity. I so since we didn't have a show sheet. Um, the one thing that we, like I said, we, we don't think alike at all on, uh, we're opposite ends of the extreme on the show sheet. Um, but since we didn't have a show sheet, uh, you can't blame me for springing this on you. Um, you have to just deal with it. Uh, I'm going to ask you for your nuts, bold prediction for the 2020 season. I'm going to ask you for a hot take that you think or a bold prediction um, that's that's plausible, but uh, is also going to uh, give me the reaction that you're you're insane. I don't know. I don't see how you came up with that one. That's it's nuts. You're nuts. <laughs> so, geez, show show me your nuts. Oh, um, my my Balvenie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that still works. That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we'll swing. Um, if 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 you want it, you say hot. Yeah, give me something hot. Give me something bold. The flames. Um, the uh, we're gonna have Dwayne Haskins yes. as a top five quarterback, along with uh, F one. Terry McLaurin is a top five wide receiver. Too wow. hot. I can step it back to top ten to make no. it like a little more doable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I so I think you're nuts either way. So uh, I, I, I think <laughs> mission accomplished. Um, but no, I I I like that one. Like, uh, so McLaurin feels like. That one, that one's not quite as nuts. That one's doable. Um, Haskins is, I mean, it feels like it's a total coin flip with him as far as what he, he could be. I, I, it feels like there's no floor and there's, there's the ceiling is, I don't know, somewhere in the stratosphere. (laughs) We just have no idea. So. So I like that one. I think that's interesting. I mean, I think that you're you're calling for Haskins to hit, and you know we so we've been talking a lot about this, and the call has really been Drew Locke. But you know, there's going to be a second year quarterback with that major breakout. No one's really talking about Dwayne Haskins. I don't. I, why not? Why why not Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I mean, yeah. As far as Drew Locke goes, I mean. QB 20 it looks like I guess I thought he was higher like QB 15 or so yeah. um but I was gonna I was gonna shout out my boy Bobby Cash he, he had an article about um <laughs> Drew Locke versus Gardner Minshew um because they were like 10 spots uh apart in ADP uh, QB spots that is um I, I'm sure it's much larger as far as just regular ADP but um, that you go for the cheaper option where, where they're kind of similar QBs um, as far as their production goes. I'd take it a step further and and <laughs> go even cheaper and yeah. go with Dwayne Haskins, who's another five spots behind at QB 29. I mean, that is why that why not Dwayne Haskins? That's that's why right there. I mean, you didn't get to see a lot of it and, and some people didn't like it, but uh, a lot of people that I trust in in their qb knowledge are are not so down on haskins and yeah. and qb5 is that was just for the hot take <laughs> but I, you know 10 i think is actually doable but i really think that mclaurin could finish in at least top 10 and possibly top five he is going to be a target hog this year yeah there's really no one competing i i i was pretty high on Kelvin Harmon and now he tears his ACL. So, you know, we're not going to see him this year. I, I, yeah. Who else really competes? Um, rookie Antonio golden Gandy. Yeah. I, I don't, he's I, raw anyway. I wouldn't yeah. be trusting that. I mean, Nope. Yeah. I'm ready, man. Yeah. No, I like those. Yeah. Bobby. Uh, <laughs> so Bobby and I go toe to toe on, on drew lock versus Gardner Minshew and, you know, slash Daniel Jones quite a bit. And, and, and he, uh, he links that article every single time <laughs> as if I haven't read it yet. Yeah. That's um, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. 
one of my favorite dudes. Absolutely. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it makes it makes it interesting. But speaking of my favorite dudes, uh, you are right there at the top, man, Bun, and uh, really appreciate you coming back so soon um, and spending the time with me and uh, uh, you know putting putting your uh, ill feelings towards show sheets aside long enough for us to build one. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun and, um, can't wait to talk to you again. Uh, we're, we're still trying to set something up with, uh, you and J Mike coming back together to play Tinder flex. Uh, I think that, uh, we just need to, the rest of the world to leave J Mike alone long enough to, uh, for him to break free, but we're going to do it. And uh, in the meantime, it's just uh, it, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, my friend. And thank you for coming on. Absolutely. No, thank you. Um, shout out to my man's J. Mike. Uh, go follow him. He's important. <laughs> Both of those guys hosting the open bar night uh, Tuesday nights. Um, not this week. Right. Uh, this will come yeah. out after after Tuesday anyways. So um, sorry, guys. No show. No show. <laughs> Are you guys back next week? Um, we are. Yes, we should be okay. back next week. Ready, ready to roll. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Tuesday nights, nine thirty p.m. Eastern, ish, ish, ish. Heavy on the ish. <laughs> and uh, it, it's at FF Man Bun Gabe Gearing. Uh, good talking with you, my friend. And we're gonna wrap it up there for the week. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Subscribe to DLF Family Podcast Mega Feed. Uh, do us a huge favor and rate and review the Super Show. Um, help us get to uh, get out to more people. Touch on more topics that are useful to you, our super friends. Get at us on Twitter at Superflex Show. I'm at Superflex Dude, and again, Gabe's at FF Man Bun. Uh, thank you to DLF for the platform. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the music, and above all else. Thank you for listening. And until next week, stay sexy and super flexy. Hey.